This podcast is part of the Podcast Arcade Network. Welcome to episode 18 of Paranormal Dads. I'm your co-host, Pat. I'm Eddie. And I'm guest host, Colton. Join us as we go in search of the world's monsters, myths, and mysteries, right here on Paranormal Dads. For people who worried, don't worry. <laughs> we didn't get abducted by aliens. We're still here. We didn't Alive get and well. We didn't get stolen by Bigfoot. Andy, we can't say for sure yeah. where he is. He's he, on, yeah, he's on special assignment. He's on special assignment. He is not missing, but he's definitely probably in the Pacific Northwest, off somewhere. the grid. We'll put it that way. So, but we're here. You know, it's tough for the three of us to get together. We're gonna. Keep cranking out some episodes. Colton is once again sitting in. You you are the Robin to our Batman. You are the uh, little John to our Robin Hood. You are definitely uh, filling in. What, what's for the now. term? He's our our ward. He's our ward. ward? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. You're our intern. You're a okay. paranormal intern. Go get your dad some coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Make some hot pockets. So anyway, here so, we, here we are. So um, yeah. Another new new episode of Paranormal Dads. We've got some interesting things lined up for you this time around. We do. Um, what you been up to, Eddie? Oh, my goodness. You've been a busy boy lately. I've been a busy, busy boy. Uh, there's a lot going on. You know, instead of maybe doing this at the end, we can do this in the front. Sure. Uh, we got a lot coming up, not just with Paranormal Dads, but also with the whole Podcast Arcade Network. Uh, you've heard us talk about it kind of off and on, but now the time is upon us. It's funny how quickly, if anything's paranormal at all, it's how fast time goes. Yeah, and it's coming up really fast. Yes. Uh, Omaha Comic Con. Uh, July 13th, 14th, and 15th here in the metro area. Uh, it will be in Council Bluffs at the Mid-America Center. And uh, we're going to be there, Paranormal Dads. Yes, we will. Yeah. Um, as part of the Podcast Arcade, we have our own booth in the Podcast Arcade area of the convention. And not only will we be there, we'll also, we also have a panel and uh, some other fun Paranormal Dad interactions. You'll just have to keep an eye open for the big Paranormal Dads banner. Yes! <laughs> That we've we've acquired, so it will be easy to find if you're out there on the floor walking around. Stop by and say hi to us. We're excited to be there, and it should be a good time. If there's any place at all to let your paranormal flag fly high, it's it, O-Comic-Con. Exactly. So, yeah, look for us there, and uh, stay tuned for more updates as we get closer to those dates. But uh, O-Comic-Con is probably the big thing that's coming up our way right now, and uh, that's the earliest thing. I mean, there'll be other things down the line, too. But we have a thing in October even, don't we? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, one of Andy's shows, he's going to have, have us as special guests for one of his shows and uh, probably tell some ghost stories. It's <clears> going <throat> to fall in October, middle of October, getting ready for Halloween. So uh, th- that'll be a good time, too. For maximum spookiness. <laughs> Check us out. But but yeah, uh, just really getting uh, geared up for Okamicon and getting uh, all sorts of ducks lined up, paranormal ducks lined up. and. 
ghost ducks and zombie ducks. And with that all being said, let's get into some recent sightings, shall we? And it is kind of aquatic in nature, isn't it? Oh, it is. It is indeed. Aquatic indeed, sir. Aquatically insane. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> so I got on a tear. I got into the rabbit hole. And I encourage anyone else to do this. Okay. Of, of aquatic mysteries. Space is fascinating. Don't get me wrong. Like space is my like crack. Like I love space. Right. I love science fiction. I love all the stuff that happens up in the stars. But there's also something equally, I think, mysterious about under the oceans. And it's mind-boggling thinking about how much space is down there. Yes. You know, I, I don't. People just kind of see the surface of the ocean and. They don't really think about how far that actually goes down and what could possibly be down there that we don't even know about. It's insane. It's insane. The, I, I have read, and this is where you're going to, you know, once again, in true Paranormal Dads forum, please don't use us as like a scientific uh, forum here. <laughs> hey, this is a great book report. Where'd you get it from? I listen to Paranormal Dads. <laughs> I have read that underneath the ocean, the, you know, if you go and you do the topography of the ocean floor, there are trenches deeper than the Grand Canyon, mm-hmm. and there are even mountains taller than Everest. Am I right. wrong in this? Yeah, I, I, I've I, heard yeah. that too. Yeah. So, I mean, you're, you're dealing with a landscape that for every definition, every part of the definition of the word of alien that's the underwater world that we're dealing with. Yeah. And so I got on just a weird bender because uh, <laughs> I had last week was just a, bu- a bad week for me. Very busy, very intense, a very, fo- you know, we all have these times with work right. and stuff. And so my way of handling kind of those things is I go off and I listen to something that takes my brain into a whole different direction. And so I got on this weird rabbit trail of underwater mysteries and there's i mean we could go crazy talking about so many of these things i mean oh, yeah and i want to bring them up there's underwater stonehenge yeah yeah look at I, your i've pa- heard about I've that, heard that it's crazy yeah like there is a stonehenge under the water and significantly deep and there's well of course we had our episode on atlantis yes yeah you but there's there's apparently underwater, like, what looks to be pyramids on some levels, you really? know, off the coast of Japan. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Put that, that in your brain pan and let that <laughs> simmer for a little bit. There's a lot. Did I cut you off? There was something you were going to say. No. Okay. No. But, so, oh, go ahead. I'm completely blank. <laughs> <laughs> like the surface of the ocean. <laughs> like the surface of the ocean. Um, one thing that's really interesting about the ocean, too, and we know about the, you know these tsunamis and big waves, but they were going into some of the just sheer height, not, not, not even tsunami waves, just like normal big waves. Mm-hmm. But even then, as tall as mountains. Yeah. You know? like it's, yeah. Anyway, so just this is the world we're going to live in right now for a little bit on recent sightings. So this might not be a sighting. This is where I'm bending the rules of recent sightings. This is recent auditory phenomena so around the world and i don't know specifically where but off of coastal areas around the world as part of like an oceanic study there are and colton you had the word it was like an underwater hydrophone there you go the hydrophone well done high five paranormal dads (laughs) high five uh so there is a study just to record various sounds under the ocean like listening posts exactly you know you know, listen towers, not watchtowers. You save those watchtowers for the surface, you yeah. land dweller, land lubbers. And so uh, they they monitor various uh, underwater sounds. Well, there's several underwater anomalies that they've picked up. 
Um, and we won't get too much into this one uh, per se, but there was one that sounds a lot like a rocket taking off, like like an underwater ship taking off. Like sounds like a NASA rocket, just you know. And they have no sense of anything like that at all. So the uh, the one that I want to talk about, and Colton's probably queuing it up here, yep. is the bloop. And bloop? yeah, exactly. And if you can hold it up to the microphone, even if you have it queued up, Cole. All right, here we go, guys. Listen to this sucker. (laughs) (laughs) That was it. (laughs) It sounds really inconsequential. Right. But when you understand what's going on behind it is when things get a little bit crazy. So this was picked up by hydrophones that were stationed all over the world. And it was picked up simultaneously. At the same time. So real time. Real time. We're, we're not talking about yeah. different time zones. It, no. It's like every, it happened everywhere well, yeah. at the same time. Exactly. Like, like, like people listening posts in Japan heard it the same time as listening posts in Virginia. You know, they, they, they heard the bloop. And so they broke down the frequency and all those things of that. These, you know, these, uh, you know, audio nerds. (laughs) No offense. (laughs) That's what we are. We're audio nerds. We're we're recording a podcast. Um, Studied and broke down all the all the data sets on this. And they said for it to be that audible for all these different hydrophones, it would have had to have been so loud that it would have been deafening. They almost said, and the article I read was maybe, I don't know, being a little bit crazy with it, but it was like, if it was on the surface, nearly everyone on Earth would have heard it at the same time. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that loud. And they have no idea what caused it. That's the thing so they start. That's the scary thing. There's a right. lot of theories, though. Like, There's a lot of theories. Yeah, what, some, what are some of the ones you heard? Some people say that it's an undiscovered underwater animal that nobody's heard of or seen. Others say that it's just an underwater underwater volcano erupting because I'm pretty sure that audio was sped up like 16 times. Because if you hear it just normally, it just sounds. Like, yeah. 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 It's like long and drawn out. Yeah. But. Yeah. There's a lot of theories on what this thing could be, but nobody really knows what it is. I think even with the with the volcano theory, it's still a theory because there's no seismology behind it. Right. Yeah. You there's no. Yeah. Like, uh, earthquake. You have like something. Yeah. Scale reading or something right. You would like have that. something that would also back that up, and they don't have that. So then you get into the paranormal dads zone of some of this <laughs> stuff, where they talk about maybe it's an underwater civilization. Um, a rocket ship taking off. A rocket right? ship, a la the abyss. If anyone's ever seen that movie, very much similar. That's what some of the theories are with that. That hey, guess what? You guys are looking up in the sky for aliens when the whole time they're under the oceans. Hmm. Um, in conjunction with the bloop, and this actually does tie kind of neatly into, I believe, maybe a few episodes back where we talked about the more recent sighting of that, like the tic tac that was oh, yeah. sh- changing shape in the sky. Yeah, over in San Diego. Yeah, off the coast of San Diego. Around a similar time, if not the same time, these guys reported a ship over the ocean that they believed went into the water. Right. Do you remember this? Yes. And they saw a surface disturbance on the water. You that, know, almost like not not necessarily bubbling, but it yeah. it was like a round. I think it was a round shape. Yes, pretty large space. Yeah, in in just under the surface of the water, just uh, just barely underneath. Yeah, and yeah. it was just kind of like almost like a, a it it wasn't like multiple bubbles. It was no. just like a 
a giant, a giant churning, object right. churning yeah. under the water. Yeah. So this was linked to a tie. to Now, this bloop is quite old. Not quite old. I mean, it's a few years ago. Mm -hmm. But this bloop ties into some of these underwater phenomena that sometimes these things go along with sightings of weird things. Lights. Mm -hmm. A lot of lights. People will report lights that seem to be on the surface of the ocean. And then they go on. And this is out in the middle of nowhere, the ocean. Not like off the coast of somewhere. So... Very interesting, um, but yeah, the, the, especially the bloop. You listen to the bloop, and you start reading the data behind it, and it's crazy. You also wonder if it could be something like, you know, one of the possible causes of the Bermuda Triangle are those gas bubbles that, yep. that come up. And, yep. you know, could this be like some kind of a massive gas bubble being <laughs> released? You know? As funny as that sounds. Yeah. You know. A giant aqua fart. Yeah, exactly. Fart. Excuse me. <laughs> Sorry, guys. That was my bad. <laughs> yeah. And and uh, not just a bloop, but there's things from like weird chirps that don't really belong to anything that they know of on record as far as animals go. They've got this weird rocket like roaring sound that once again, they don't have anything to compare it to. There's a ton of underwater auditory phenomena that they just can't quite tie to anything. Yeah. So, very, very weird. I mean, that is crazy. space is something, but under the water, that's something, too. Don't, don't forget about yeah. it. I've heard that we know more about outer space than we do our own oceans. Yeah. So. No, very true. I mean, and the thing, too, about uh, the oceans, and I was reading up a little bit about this, and someone even, and, you know, these guys, you know, it's always like the military, like, you know, how the Army makes fun of the Navy, and the Navy makes fun of them. Right. You know, but, like, the underwater guys are like, yeah, you think space is so cool cool man under the waters where it's at and they were like going into some of the hostile environments of the water how there's like there's like acidity levels and the pressures and the temperatures are nothing compared to space like it would just crush you in a, in a second and and it's interesting and then you got the ter terrestrial guys saying yeah but we got trees man exactly <laughs> we got mountains we got, we got ticks man we got ticks with lyme disease you die right there the uh one of the things too that I was, and this is a little bit off off the off the path here, but not too much. Um, on that same underwater thing, they once you get to certain depths, there's actual cases of underwater. This is where it gets nuts. Underwater rivers. Have you heard of this? Really? Like, so is it like currents? No, it's kind of like a current, but it's also a, it's, it's a current combined with um, salinity differences and they go there will be there will be there will be so it's in, almost a different type of water it's a different type of water in, the water in the water and it has its own current system because of its density mm -hmm. so you look at it and it actually has its own it's because of the current that it's running on it's worn down its own riverbed and this water is flowing its own direction under the water, under the water. that is amazing it's Try crazy comprehend that Kids. Yeah. <laughs> Good night, Billy. Click. <laughs> you see Billy staring at the sky with all these math equations happening. Um, yeah, I just just for fun reading, look up underwater rivers, and you'll there you go. You'll and, be busy for days. And don't forget to look up the bloop. And look the bloop up as well. The bloop. It's time for pop culture and the paranormal. So last week, you and I got together just as kind of a, a social thing, which was kind of unusual for us. Usually when we get together, we've got some kind of an agenda of something we're doing, be it 
a TV show or a <laughs> podcast or whatever it is that we're doing, you know. Uh, but last week we just kind of got together and chilled and yeah, and it was nice. Yeah, I, it you was. know, you know, peek behind the paranormal dad's curtain a little bit here. You know, the one thing that's cool about doing something with your friends is that you get to do something with your friends. Right. Like how fun is that? You know, <laughs> and you get to share it together. But the other side of it is sometimes it's all you end up doing, and like you don't get a chance to socialize. Like maybe you would if you weren't creating something, right? So, so I don't know. So this was one of those. It's a good balance. We did get a. Social we did, life. and it was fun. And and we're like, well, let's see, you know, see what we can find on Netflix. Let's see if we can find a movie. And actually, I think it was it was uh, Amazon. It was Prime. Amazon Prime. Yeah, is where we found it. But we found an old movie from 1976 called Creature from Black Lake. Yes. <laughs> well, to give a little bit of background too on this, and this is what I loved about like, this is when you know you're good buddies with somebody. You and I were speaking the same language without speaking the same language. We were like, we're going to see what's on Amazon Prime. We're not renting anything. We're not buying anything. We're only going to watch what Prime has to offer. Right. That's it. <laughs> and we stumbled across this gem because being the, the paranormal dads that we are, we're like, oh, well, one what kind of Bigfoot movies they've got. Exactly. And I, I was actually kind of surprised at how many Bigfoot movies are out there. There's take, some of them fairly recent. Take was, your pick, everybody. There was one, like some kind of a, what was it, Bigfoot 2013 yeah. or something like it. It looked like some kind of a fictional Bigfoot. It was like future Bigfoot. Future <laughs> fighting. I don't know what it was, but it, it was kind of crazy. There, there is no shortage of Bigfoot movies. They had ones that were like, Take your pick. You could have like peaceful, like 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 a uh, wild boy and Bigfoot, or right. and then or you'd have like you know like this monster, scary Bigfoot. I mean, it was every up and down, all over the place. But we came across. I mean, the 1970s were great. For yes. Bigfoot movies. that was kind of the golden age of Bigfoot. Movies. It really was. There were a number of uh, movies in the theater that you could go see that featured Bigfoot or Bigfoot like creatures, uh, either as a fictional movie or some of them were, were billed out as being documentaries. Yeah. And so this one was definitely fictional. Yes. But, uh, it basically the way the story went was there, it was focused on a couple of guys mm -hmm. who were just kind of out in the wilderness, kind of hippie like, mm -hmm. um, and, and just kind of some of their adventures they ran into into the woods and, and they were not far from town. They could go in Hang out in the diner, uh, insult a waitress. <laughs> <laughs> what I loved about it was she turned on him quick. Yeah, she did. Uh, they they actually were kind of friends with this waitress yeah. for, throughout the movie. And then at one point, uh, I don't even remember what it was they did, but they made her very mad. Uh <laughs> They didn't even get their food. She basically threw their food at them and kicked them out of the restaurant. They did something but, that caused her to like drop a plate. Oh no! What it was, they had a recording of a Bigfoot. Yes, that they and had it made, roared and, and it roared, and he played it as she's carrying this tray and startled her. Yeah, and she went ballistic. Yeah, and so <laughs> kicked yeah. them out of the restaurant. Yeah, uh, so they were no longer friends with the nice little waitress. That friendship was over. Yeah, so. But anyway, these guys are hanging out in the woods, and they, they met a couple of other girls in the restaurant and took them out into the woods as well. As the Lord giveth, the as... Lord taketh away. <laughs> <laughs> or reversal. The Lord taketh away, the Lord giveth. And the young 20-somethings, as 20-something people do, they, they'd go out, and they were just kind of uh, having a good time in the woods. Canoodling, if you will. <laughs> Snuggling. And, and so... Um, 
of course, while they're in a tent, Bigfoot comes poking around their tents. See, kids, that's why you should always like don't go in the forest with your girlfriend. Bigfoot's gonna come and. And then at some point, he started roaring and throwing things and and freaked the girls out and freaked the guys out. And of course, somebody had a shotgun and started waving that around. Almost yes. shot a sheriff who happened to be one of the girls father which is i believe how the uh, eric clapton got the uh, idea for the song i shot the sheriff <laughs> <laughs> and he almost did he almost did and the sheriff threw him in the slammer just for the night though yeah. it, it was kind of weird it's like wasn't one of the girls the sheriff's daughter that was also yeah. the, the the plot twist yeah and it was like he didn't really arrest him he just said he he, he first he took the shotgun away from him then he gave it back to him yeah what? <laughs> 1976 but then he still escorted him to jail took the shotgun away again put him in the slammer for overnight where they met the uh the old timer guy yes who was there had a little too much to drink and they started talking about the monster that they saw he was the guy with the crooked eye from cannonball run i finally figured really? that out today yeah so his name was uh crazy old mcgee <laughs> Pickle Shoes Williams. Oh, here, here we go. Here's the here's the cast list. Buckle Strap Billy. He, he was Grandpa Bridges, and that's Grandpa. I wasn't far spelled off. Spelled Grand P A W. Ooh. Grandpa Bridges. Ooh. That starring Dub Dub Taylor played that role. That's the guy. Yeah. So, um, and then there was our friend uh, uh, Pahu. He 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 was the guy who ended up. Was he the guy who looked like he was like he was like eighty seven? But yeah, he looked like he was eighty seven, but he was supposed to be like twenty something. In all honesty, he probably looked like he was easily middle aged. Yeah. He's hanging out with a guy who's like twenty three, and they're supposed to be like compadres. And I'm always like, that guy's like twenty five years older than him, and it just it seemed like a weird mix. This doesn't match. I got a young soul, man. So the plot doesn't really go anywhere. You know, you've kind of heard enough as this, far as the plot. It, it's a fun movie to watch. It's if very you, fun. If you want to, you know, it's just something mindless to watch go check out you know the creature from black lake it's yeah. on amazon prime yeah um it doesn't do a bad job building tension though i will say that yeah when the creature shows up you're a little bit like oh what's he gonna do like you're not like terrified it's more suspenseful than anything yeah like amusingly so um and just the fashion sense these people have was just oh, amazing it's so good dudes walking around with their shirts off and we we were talking about that it's like Remember back in the 70s when you could walk around with your shirt off and no one would think twice about it? No one cared. Could you do that today? No. Probably not no. so much. Unless maybe you can get away with it if you're out running or something. Running. You're, yeah. You're mowing the lawn. Pretty good. Yeah. Even if you're not, people aren't going to say anything. Yeah, like, but, you know? but, I mean, back then, they drove their cars with their shirts off. They yeah. just walked around. They'd go in the store with their go shirts off. Go to the Dairy off. Queen. you just sure. roll up. Yeah. You know, and bandanas. You'd have a bandana yes. wrapped around your head. <laughs> bandanas were everywhere. Yeah. I remember, like, pictures of, like, my mom would have one, like, tied around her leg for no reason. Like, just an <laughs> accent scarf, like, tied around her elbow. Like, okay, that's cool, I guess. But I tell you what, back in the 70s, if you ever needed a tourniquet, people were ready. People <laughs> <laughs> if you had to lose your hand, you knew you were you were safe. What I loved the one that quintessentially was perfect for me was when he walked. He was strutting down the street. He had a button-up shirt on, but he only had like two buttons, and the rest was just <laughs> oh, wide open for the world to see. Complete with, like you said, red neckerchief, which yeah. is the handkerchief worn around the neck. 
for right. for all you unschooled heathens. Like a, like a it was gorgeous. I, I paused it and I go, we need to bring this back <laughs> now. The world needs this. Yeah. So, so, yeah. Anyway, I mean, I guess we can't go much further than that. But, uh, hey, it was, it was a good time. It was great. Check it out. Creature from Black Lake. From the opulence and excess of Beverly Hills to luxurious destinations around the globe, it's time to rub shoulders with the privileged and successful among us as Paranormal Dads now offers you a look into the paranormal lifestyles of the rich and famous. This is exciting. We're uh, premiering a new segment. I'm so excited about this. This is fun. This is going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> so it's always fun to throw in a new bit to the show. This is something we're going to try to do on a fairly regular basis. Yeah. But, of course, it's kind of a tongue-in-cheek nod to the uh, lifestyles of the rich and famous Robin Leach. You know, yes. the great shows that he put together. And... If you wondered what Betty White's closet looked like, <laughs> wonder no more! <laughs> <laughs> so, so one of the things we've discovered, though, in... in preparing for some of our shows is there are a lot of stories about rich and famous people and the paranormal yes everything from elvis seeing aliens to uh eric clapton be giving piggyback rides to bigfoot i just made that one up <laughs> and i can't gosh i can't even remember the actor right now but the uh it was a famous actor, Gold, Goldie Hawn's husband. Was it Goldie Hawn's husband? Uh, oh, uh, with the Phoenix Lights. Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. Yeah, he was, he was, yeah. yeah, he was flying a plane. He was flying a plane. Witness yeah. the, the Arizona Lights. Lights. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. This, so this is the kind of thing we're going to focus on. And Colton came up with the first one for tonight. What, what, what did we get? Okay, so this happened in an interview. It was Miley Cyrus. She was in an interview, and she revealed that when she was staying in a London flat during her 2009 European tour, she claims that it was haunted. So she said that it used to be an old bakery that got turned into the apartment, and she claims that one night her little sister was standing in the shower when um, Miley Cyrus heard her scream. So she ran in there, and the water, like the knob for the water temperature had suddenly flipped to like maximum heat and it was like burning her. So <laughs> that's not nice. That's not that's not that's a bad ghost. Nice. That's not a good ghost. Yeah. And then also on the subject of showers, um, Miley also said that she thinks that she saw a little boy sitting on the sink watching her take a shower. And she thinks that the boy was the son of the person who used to own that butcher shop. So, Inappropriate yeah. ghost. Or he's like, hey, I gotta use the bathroom. Yeah, You're taking like, too long. Are you done yet? I gotta use the toilet. <laughs> this is not Hurry good. Up, come on. Oh, he's British. I'm sorry. I need to use the loo. Get off the shower, mate. This, this is true. So she was there for how long? Uh, I'm not sure. I didn't say. But she was, but she was on tour she was in there. Europe. Okay, and so that was her home base for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were kind of basing out of uh, this place. Was it London? It was, yeah, was London. London. London's London. got a lot of weird history. Oh, yeah. I mean, that town, I mean, uh, first of all, it's old as all get out. And right. secondly, I mean, it, you, you name it. And there's all sorts of drama with that place. Yeah. She said that she's never going back in that apartment ever again. Too, really? In that interview. You wonder how, like, those places sell after the fact. 
Like, oh, hey, Miley Cyrus said this place was haunted, so. Well, I could also see, you know, you got the people like us who, who are interested in that sort of thing. Right. Like, oh, I want that. I want to live there. I want to experience that. Ooh, that. yeah, that's the next level. There's two types of people in this world. Right? But it, it's it's interesting, you know, with, with Miley having her experience, her dad is also fairly well known uh, in paranormal circles billy ray cyrus yeah he's had he had an experience with that same daughter the little girl who was burned in the shower oh no way they were in uh it was called a place called uh ripaville ripavilla plantation in tennessee okay near near where they lived some warm summer night uh they drive up to this plantation apparently it's a place they normally go Mm -hmm. uh just kind of get out of the house it sounds like they went for a drive and pulled up and parked up there just kind of had the windows down and were enjoying the the summer night air and they witnessed a shadow figure come out of a door the door never opened it just walked through the door a dark shadow figure came out on the front porch looked at billy and of course the the girl saw it too and she's like, Daddy, Daddy, get us out of here. So <laughs> Billy slams the truck into gear. They start spinning the tires. They go roaring out of there. But Billy went back. He went back and actually did a, a TV show with like some ghost hunter type people. Oh, my goodness. To see if they could find out what it was he saw. And I haven't seen the show. I don't really know what they saw or heard or what. You know, if they, but yeah, and I guess he he was also in the worst for doing like a UFO type show too. I would watch Billy that. Ray was. I would watch that. I know I Rob Lowe did his, see. but I want to see Billy Ray look for ghosts <laughs> That's too. Our you next know. homework. Yep. Poor Billy. He's got that achy breaky heart for paranormal <laughs> stuff. You know? He's got a soft spot. Oh man, you beat me to it. Oh, that's crazy, <laughs> man. So. That's a that's a house that she's gonna have trouble offloading, I think. But then it gets crazier because also after all of that had happened, her aunt, who they had they hadn't told her about any of this stuff, she came into her room and she started freaking out. She said that when she left the apartment to do something and then came back, all of the windows and doors were cracked open and they were all like closed and locked when she had left. And then she came back, and everything was just everything's like open. everything was open. <sighs> so I just that's that is so oh. much happening at once. I would be out of there so I fast. Would. Now it makes you wonder, you know, is it more like a hotel type of place? Right. Would someone else have access to it, or was it like a personal home where, you know, you got right. it locked up tight? She right. Said it was an apartment. It's got to be like yeah, like I would think if she's staying there and it's a flat, it's a, it's not in a hotel necessarily. You wouldn't think people are tra- traipsing through there. And if it was like a housekeeper, I mean, she would know if the door was locked or would the window was shut when she left the room. Right. Yeah, like, and then like normally housekeepers, if they're doing their job right, they'd like not even mess with right. all that or at least close it again. They didn't leave an address on there, did they? Like where it was in London? I don't think so. Here, let me see if I can pull up the website again. Yeah, it, that is... it was uh, it was very near. Um, oh boy, I can't even think of the name of it. It's a it's a famous shopping shopping center or department store or something. It's not like Piccadilly the, Square, is it? Not not Piccadilly. Okay, it was, it was a different one, but it was like right across the street from this really this place. Um, 
So it's it's probably right in the heart of London someplace. You do think like you know, coming to like celebrity types. I mean, there's even less reason for them to say something like this because like it could potentially it could damage, damage their, their career. career. Right. You know. Yeah. It's like why would you come out and say Right. Something Unless like you that? absolutely are convinced you saw something, you know. It's like I know that there's is it aren't there like isn't Graceland considered haunted on some level like the ghost of elvis walking around i mean maybe I saw the ghost of, wasn't that uh, mark cohen song the ghost there? of elvis is song? living in my den sorry <laughs> i can't remember the lyrics it's a weird out song <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah i just it, it is interesting to me like when celebrities take a step and say hey man this happened to me too yeah. you know there's all sorts of stuff you believe this this is going to be a good bit i think yeah. uh, colton as we revisit this more and more I can't get the website. Nah, they're fine. I feel like this is going to be ripe territory for some fun stuff. Absolutely. Well, stay tuned for more. On Paranormal Dads. (laughs) And now it's time for the main mystery. (laughs) All right, so main mystery this, this time around. We're talking about the Betty and Barney Hill experience. Oh boy, this is not the Jimi Hendrix experience, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that their their portrait photo was them with their dog. Yeah, it's, yes. it's very and the adorable. dog actually plays a part in this experience. Oh my goodness, the take, dog was there. The dog was experienced. Take us down this path, Pat. So what this is is this is the story of the first reported alien abduction in the United States or really probably in the world. Um, certainly the, probably one of the most well-known alien abduction stories, but uh, I got a lot of my information from, uh, a lady named Kathleen Martin, who is the niece of Betty Hill. Uh, and this happened back in 1961 on the night of September 19th and 20th. Kathleen Martin, the person who kind of, I got a lot of this information from wrote a book about this experience uh, with a, a person named Stanton Friedman. If, if you know who Stanton Friedman is, he's he's a big name in the paranormal investigation world. If you've watched any number of UFO or paranormal type uh, shows, you would recognize this guy. He kind of mm-hmm. has a goatee. He is, he's a retired nuclear physicist. A professional ufologist who was the original civilian investigator for the Roswell incident. Oh, nice. So he's been around a while. Is this book's name The Um, Interrupted Journey? Is that what this book is uh, called? Let's see. This one is called... uh, I think that was one of hers. Okay. This one is actually called Captured, the Betty and Barney Hill UFO Experience. Goodness gracious. true story of the world's first documented alien abduction. That's a mouthful. That is. Anyway, so small print. Yeah. So so the way this story goes um, is on the night of September 19th, 1961, Betty and Barney were returning from a vacation in Niagara Falls and Montreal. And so they were returning to their home in Plymouth, New Hampshire. And as they drove along U.S. Route 3, the couple witnessed what they thought was a falling star, except that the star stopped that... as they watched it. And it started going up. So it, like, changed directions. Yeah. It's a rising star. And so they, uh, so they kept an eye on it, and they kept driving. Barney's driving the car, and Betty's watching this thing. And they decided, you know, let's pull over and take a closer look at this. They had a pair of binoculars in the car. 
they had to walk the dog anyway, so they pulled over to the, kind of the scenic picnic area. Mm-hmm. And out in the middle of nowhere, no one around. It's it's dark. It's at night, and so they just kind of watched this thing for a while uh, with their binoculars. After a while, they decided, okay, well, let's let's keep going. It's it's late, so they move on, and they notice this thing is almost following them now that is next level creepy yeah and so they go on um i think that there's another time that they stop and then start going again and the things keep keeping up with them and they travel probably about 35 miles and this thing is still with them and at some point uh they came to a point in the road where something is out in front of them like a orange glowing ball and and it basically made a blockade for them where they couldn't proceed they had to stop the car um, and then it kind of arced up over the car and at that point they get out of the car how <laughs> gangster yeah. are these yeah. people man or our Betty may have stayed in there if, if I got the story right but Barney gets out and <laughs> Barney has a gun with him. He pulls out a, a handgun out of the car. So Barney is and, the manliest man on the planet. <laughs> and so the by this time, the UFO was like above the car. And then it kind of shifts over this field next to where they're parked. And is kind of over this grove of trees. And so he kind of wanders out and is watching this thing through binoculars. And what he sees is is nothing short of amazing so he can see like the leading edge of the ship and it it's, has white and blue lights on it and he with the binoculars he can actually see in the windows and he sees what could be called creatures he didn't say they looked human at all mm-hmm. staring back at him and there were a number of them probably like anywhere from like 8 to 11 of these things what? Are, are looking at him watching them yeah and, and so and then at some point they they all they're they're wearing black uniforms which was kind of interesting that is that, interesting that they they had like uh, shiny black uniforms and a good bunch of them kind of almost in a uh, a soldier precision move take hmm. off like they're they're off preparing to do something hmm. and there's just one of them that keeps eye contact with barney and he said that it was almost as if it was communicating a message to him to stay where you are, you're not in danger kind of a thing, right? Okay. <laughs> well, well Bar- why can't I Bar- go? Barney is at this point looking at him through binoculars, and he can't even pull the binoculars away from his eyes. So, But, but inside, he's, he's like panicking. He's like, I got to get out of here. I got to get out of here. Got to get out of here. He actually has to use his strength to pull the binoculars from his face and bolt to the car. The The leather strap on the, the binoculars broke. Yeah. And he got to the car and he, he's just panicking and, you know, Betty's like, what's going on? What's going on? He's like, we got to get out of here. They're coming. We got to get out of here. And after that, they, they don't really remember much. <laughs> right? No. The next thing they know... They're driving the car, and they realize they're pulling into their their home in Portsmouth. What? But yeah. it's 
they were expecting to get there about 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. It's dawn now. Okay, yeah. so the sun's coming up. So they lost probably about two hours somewhere in there. Right. And they thought, you know, these they were just witnessing these the spaceship, but they kind of they're feeling kind of groggy and they're not sure what's going on and right. And it's like how how did we get home? You know how right. how are we here? So they get out of the car and they notice Betty's dress is ripped, has like a two foot rip in Whoa. the dress. Whoa! And it, it was fine when when they took off, you know, on their trip home. Barney looks down at his shoes, and Barney apparently is an impeccable dresser. Sure, his his uh, good shoes that he had on were all scraped up and scuffed up. You know, something that he would never stand for, right? Right. And almost like he was being dragged with with like his feet behind yeah. him. Yeah. And and so then they start looking at the car, and they find these uh, marks on the car. And one of the things. Uh, when the spaceship was chasing them, they heard like a buzzing noise coming from the trunk, almost like it, they were. It was almost like Tracker. a sound, like a sound waves or something hitting the car. Okay. And they found these strange, uh, like circles, concentric circles on the on the car, like stains or burns in, on, really? in the paint of the car. They could take a compass and hold it over these things, and the compass would l- start spinning like. You know, so it was magnetized in right, some way. Yeah. You you'd hold it on a different spot in the car and it wouldn't do anything. Right. You hold it over these and and the compass would just go crazy. Just spin. So they knew something was up. Was not right. Okay. <laughs> so now he's wearing his shoes on his hands. <laughs> What's even happening here? They uh, his pants are on his head. The, the next day they they Betty decides. I'm going to notify the Air Force about this, you know, because back in the 50s, what do you do? You call the Air Force. You see, we, tr- we trust the government. <laughs> <Right>. Ding! <laughs> <laughs> so the Air Force, uh, somebody calls them and, and does an extensive interview with them. Yeah. She, uh, he was very interested in some of the, the uh, aspects of the spaceship. He wanted to know about the craft and, and you know, get a good description of that and they were also contacted by back then the the united states had a program called project blue book mm-hmm. and so this was one of those first uh investigations that you know involved in project blue book right so actually years go by a couple of years and they never really are the same after this this thing you know betty's having nightmares barney um is almost suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder. Oh boy! And back then it was called shell shock. You know, you yeah. have guys coming home from World War II, and they referred to it as shell shock. Uh, but uh, Barney actually had to take time off from his job as a postal worker. He was he was a letter carrier, I believe, and because he was having ulcers, bleeding ulcers, just because of all the stress that there was something underlying that he knew. Something was wrong. That experience, something not good happened during this experience. So they actually started to open up to people in their church about their experience and what they think happened. And um, one thing led to another, and they got hooked up with uh, a fairly prominent uh, hypnotist, physician, psychiatrist Mm -hmm. from Boston. And he did a series of like six-month-long interviews with both Barney and Betty 
And it turns out that in those interviews, uh, which he held separate from the two, mm-hmm. um, and he he didn't allow them, I think as part of the hypnotism, he didn't allow them to talk to each other right. to share their stories. And both their stories were pretty parallel about you know what had, what, happened. What had happened. And so they talk about uh, being abducted, about these creatures doing um, experiments on them in their ship, taking samples, injecting them with needles in, in their stomach. Um, you know, just some crazy, scary that stuff. That is crazy. So um, and make them forget all of it in the but, tummy, no less. Uh, yeah, owie. yeah. You know, even even though they they worked with this doctor and they they did some interviews and talks with people at the church, um, they really hadn't gone public until there was a newspaper in, from Boston uh, in 1965. So this is like four years later. That got a hold of the story and then ran like a five-day story. Somebody had gotten a tape of one of their interviews that they gave at one of the churches mm-hmm. and gave it to the press. And then they they brought basically outed them as being yeah. alien abductees. Yeah. And at that time, they decided, you know, fine, we're, we're going to come out. We're going to tell our story. We know what happened to us. Um, and that's, you know, kind of where they... From then on, they were kind of out in the open about their experience. So yeah. it was pretty pretty amazing story to hear. Uh, if you want to go out on YouTube, you know, just do a search for it. There's a lot of like little TV shows and things that tell the story. And, That's crazy. Uh, dramatic reenactments and things like that. But uh, what happened to their dog? You have me. They, they, oh yeah, yeah. I forgot about the dog. Scared about well, the. Well, apparently they they were abducted and they came back to the car. And the dog is in the back seat, just shivering. You yeah, know, obviously upset. Yeah, the dog's fine. Sounds like the dog wasn't abducted. Okay, good. No animals were harmed during this abduction. <laughs> <laughs> just people. But, yeah, just the people. So, so the dog like was the reacting dog was okay, for sure. The dog, but, the dog was showing signs of being terrified. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Wow. So, um, but I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this. You know, it's it's just. It's it's an amazing story, but I kind of go back. You, you know, you think about Carl Sagan. What he used to say, he said, "Extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence." They do, and that they do. Yeah. To so. your so, I mean, and this is where, like, yeah, this would be kind of fun. I mean, I just looked at the article that came up for me, and granted, it was Wikipedia, but still, it was extensive. There's a yeah. lot to read about these people. Yeah, yeah, and you know, these were stand-up people too. These weren't just you know. Uh, yeah, they weren't they, like they were nutcases. They, they, they. Barney was a postal worker. Um, he was a very prominent uh, member of the New Hampshire civil rights movement back okay. in the early '60s. Uh, they were actually they were an interracial couple. Yeah, and uh, you know, one one theory people had was, well, all of this is just coming from you guys because. Uh, you're stressed out about being an interracial couple. It's what? Like, why would you make something like that? That up? is the most low, yeah. stupid. Yeah. The, once again, like there is so many reasons for people to just try to maintain a lower profile. Right. Like, like to to make these claims, you're a postal worker. Yeah. You're, you're already working with like with like the public good. So there's a lot of reasons why maybe you just kind of ah, I'm going to keep this yeah. whole alien thing. Betty on the was down a low. social worker, right. and, and they were both active in their church. You know, right? Um, there's a lot. 
to lose yeah, by yeah. saying this out loud. They were very active in the community. And Even well up, yeah, just your friends thinking you're crazy. But I mean, for people to come forward, and I'm not saying that automatically proves this, but that's, yes. I think it's something definitely worth considering. I mean, to say something, how many times, you know, you know, there's things that you say within trusted company, like I think I saw a ghost, yeah. but you would never just say, and then have it published. Or have a podcast where yeah, you just throw tweet, it out, <laughs> tweet, tweet it out. But yeah. but I mean, especially back then too. I mean, we think about judgment now. Like you were saying, I mean, they're in the middle of a civil rights movement. I mean, judgment yeah. was at its uh, at a crazy all time high. Right. And so, I mean, for for people to go ahead and just hang this out there, like, oh yeah, by the way, we were aggressively abducted by aliens. Yeah. I love how it's like there's nothing to be afraid of, yeah. and then it's nothing yeah. but trauma. Right. After yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's so funny. That just gets um, me. There's plenty to fear, apparently. You black suit wearing <laughs> alien. I know why you're wearing black, trying to look slim. So <laughs> do some workouts. But uh, yeah, check check out uh, check out this story. Go out, uh, look at YouTube, Barney and Betty Hill. Um, a lot of information just in text form uh, out on the web. Uh, read about it. There's some, a lot of good books about it out there. I've read there's um, also some discussion about a movie coming based yeah, on there. Yeah, and I saw that they um, they were actually like within the past couple of years working on getting that made. So I don't know if if they've actually started filming it yet or yeah. if it's still on on the drawing board or what's going on with it. What an but interesting that'd be interesting to see. What a crazy story. I mean, this is where, yeah, you, the listener, hey, look this up. See what you think one way or the other. Like, there's a lot there. There's a lot there. <laughs> so, so anyway, that that's about... Uh, that about puts a pin put, in it. for put, put, Puts a needle in this one. Yeah. And um, we've got uh, all of our normal uh, social media stuff still out there. Heck we got yeah. Paranormal Dads on Facebook. We're on Twitter. Instagram. Instagram. Yep. <laughs> and then uh, be sure you check us out next month at uh, Okamacon. Yeah, please do. Um, I also want to take a moment to also do a, a shout out to all the people who took the time to give us a review on, fa- on Facebook. Uh, that and, hey, please consider uh, doing a review also on iTunes. Um, if we can get to a certain number of reviews on iTunes, it actually exposes us to some more opportunities uh, through some other podcast hosting uh, sites. So if we can get a few more reviews on iTunes, that would be amazing. It would be great. Uh, but thank you, thank you, thank you to all the people who reviewed us on Facebook. It means a lot to hear back from people who listen to our humble little paranormal show. And also thanks to all the people at freesounds.org for providing us with the great sound effects that we use during the show. And thank you, Colton, for stopping by tonight. Yeah. A super big thank you to our special guest, co-host, <laughs> Colton. It was kind of last moment. Dad was like, hey, by the way, we're recording tonight. Do you want to come come along and come up with a story for our new segment that we're gonna do so that's the paranormal for you it doesn't wait till you're ready (laughs) it chooses you exactly (laughs) and thank you for choosing us thank you everybody
Welcome to episode 18 of Paranormal Dads. I'm your co-host Pat. I'm Eddie. And I'm special guest Colton. Join us as we explore... (sighs) Welcome to episode 18 of Paranormal Dads. I'm your co-host Pat. I am Eddie. And I'm Colton. I'm back. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to episode 18 of Paranormal Dads. I'm your co-host Pat. I'm Eddie. And I'm guest co-host Colton. <laughs> 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 point.